Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hour three of Maggie and Perloff. Welcome back. Uh, it's been a very interesting and sort of a uh, unusual show. We're talking about Damar Hamlin. Uh, earlier we talked to... Dr. Brian McDonough explained what could have happened to DeMar Hamlin's heart on the field. We're still waiting for more news on that and what yes. role the on-field paramedics and, and the healthcare providers did, hopefully, to save his life. Uh, and we'll, we'll still see what's going to happen there. And then Peter King was just weighing in on sort of the NFL issues on this. And Peter, who's covered the health and safety issues of the NFL for a long, long time, He's yeah. been there since the 80s. He brought up a really good point. No matter what you do, the game is never going to be perfectly safe. Uh, you know, he said he thinks it's safer than it used to be, but anybody who has this dream that it's going to be anything but a collision sport, he even quoted your guy, Maggie, Bruce Smith, 60, collision, 60 car crashes a game. So I, I think there's a limit of what you can do to make football safe. Right. And, you know, we see that the ratings and the numbers keep going up and up and up. So I don't think that the audience is getting particularly turned off by this in mass, even though watching last night is a horrible, horrifying thing to watch. You know, nobody wants to see the head trauma. Nobody wants to see these a rather flukish, if I could say that, of what happened with DeMar Hamlin last night. Thank God we don't see this more often. But nobody wants to watch that with our entertainment, even though we understand that part of the draw to the sport is the sort of, there is a bit of a danger in the sport. And I think that's hard for some of us to confront, is that that's part of it that kind of makes us like it a little bit. Not that we ever want to see someone get hurt, God no, at all, but the idea that they're out there doing something that we couldn't do. I think that's a draw. That's and that's going back to ancient times. I mean, we can talk about the, you know, in the Colosseum, but it's like that part of it is never going to be fully out. What's devastating is when it happens in in a way like DeMar Hamlin or like what we saw with Tua or in some of these college games even from yesterday at Tulane USC where you just feel like what what's is it worth it, you know? Is it worth it? for our entertainment? That's an interesting question. Now, 
think back a little bit to when we started to learn about concussions and yeah. sort of the uh, Farron Wada book and League of Denial. Yeah. And I remember there were a lot of columns saying this is the end of the NFL. Once people understand how this sport impacts a player's brain over time, people are going to turn away. And I was very dubious of that. I'm dubious of any people are going to turn away from NFL. Because there, that was a thing. Like five or six years ago, there were a lot of people saying, that's it for the NFL. People are going to turn away. And the reality has been the exact opposite. The league has been really took off in the 2010s, just went way beyond all other sports. I don't know yeah. if it necessarily it's because of the danger. I think there's a lot of things working for the sport. It's exciting. The schedule is amazing for fans. Yeah. Uh, the viewing experience. The feeling is really that good. your team could go from worst to first. Yeah, there's more there's than any right other parody. sport. There's so many things going for it. You know, it's interesting. I haven't really thought about do we watch it because of the violence in a way? You you know, there's a good argument to be made because we watch MMA because of the violence. Violence is certainly not a turnoff. I don't think last night was terrible. I don't think this is going to impact fandom overall as a whole. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, if you could get past the head injury part, when you learn or you read about, you know, there was a player I, I love. There was an Eagles player named Andre Waters who ended up of course. committing suicide. He was a safety. Yeah. All he did was leave with his helmet. And I was the biggest Eagles fan. That was my era of Eagles. Wes Hopkins, who also had pro- they had these two safeties who were just human missiles. And sadly, their lives were ruined by it. Um, it is, uh, you know, this is sort of what Peter King said. You have to make peace with the fact that it's a dangerous game as a fan, uh, which is, it's difficult, but I think that it's something we all think about. I'm just hopeful. And Peter also brought up some encouraging news that they're creating helmets that can help specific players. So yeah, specific I, positions. Yeah. I think that we can all kind of root for the NFL to work as hard as they can to make this thing as safe as they can while knowing it's never going to be a hundred percent safe. Yeah. And, and realizing also that what unfortunately what happened with DeMar Hamlin last night really was just like unfortunate timing that he gets yeah. hit in what looks like a very routine play. And now he's in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Medical Center. And we're all hoping and praying for his full recovery. Uh, let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Patrick has been on hold for a while and I'm so glad you stayed on hold, Patrick, because we thought you had a really interesting point about maybe the NFL schedule is getting a little too long. What do you think? Well, let me uh, – I only got two quick points. First off is I, I, I don't hear much about Chuck Hughes, the 71, uh, 1971 Lions wide receiver. He died of a heart attack on the field in the game. Yeah. So I'm just glad – I'm glad to see medical support has really improved all, all along. However, my second uh, point is I think the NFL is a financial pig. Yeah, obviously, uh, with expansion to Europe and elsewhere, that t- tells it all. And I think they should go ahead and scale back to 14 uh, games like they had in the past and increase the exhibition games to four games like they had previously. The revenue they lose, the mass media will pick up the bill. <laughs> you know what, uh, Patrick, appreciate this so much, and you brought up a good point. You give us something to think about. Um so this just happened. I think it kind of slid onto the radar a little bit, and I can tell you why, I think. When the NFL and the NFLPA were getting a new collective bargaining agreement, like the rules that they all agree on and how the league's going to work, they were trying to push this through as quickly as possible to get the 17-game schedule. They get it done, even though guys like Richard Sherman and Aaron Rodgers and some of the bigger stars of the league said, 
We are giving away a 17th game. We're not getting nearly enough back in return. I think it was 1% that they got for a 17th game when that was their biggest bargaining chip that they had as players to try to get extra things for the league. They gave it away for 1% pro off. Kid you not, COVID hit the United States in 2020 two weeks later. Our attention got completely turned to something else, and then all of a sudden here we are where the league and the players are locked into a 10-year CBA, 10 years with now a 17-game, 18-week regular season. Yeah, uh, I totally understand what you're saying, but yeah, I'd like to see, here's what we need, Maggie, before we make a judgment on that. What's the data on injuries and health risk of adding a 17th game? Well, I think the league will tell you it's negligent, and they they got rid of the third preseason, the fourth preseason game because nobody was, I think they were not making any money off of that, but you're right. I'm sure they have data that says it's not, you know, and they, and they have data that will say anything. I'm not trying to call them liars or anything at all, but are we going to see this start to accumulate where the more exposed you are to getting hurt? I mean, look at all the quarterbacks, the backups, the third string guys that were on. What is it, 67 now starting quarterbacks? Right, but have taken a snap. Is that any different than it was the last five or six years? Well, would it be different with a if you go back to a 16 game schedule? Maybe I don't know. No, I mean, I'm saying before the before the 17 game schedule, there were always backups all over the league. You know, it's actually amazing that there's as many meaningful games as there are right now. When you think about it, I mean, how many games? There were about, what, four meaningless games last week? But then there were, like, seven meaningful games because you have all these 500 teams. Yeah, I, I remember that 17th game, that that negotiation. You're right. You know, I'll tell you one thing. Fans do not care about it. You bring up the no, NFL-CBA, and you immediately are – they just do not want to hear about it. I get it. I totally get it because everyone's being really financially well compensated. But it could be something that comes into the forefront, you know, now – and when you know these kind of questions get raised, let's go to Sam. He's in Portland. Hey, Sam, what's up? Wow, so many things to talk about. Um, first is um, I think you know, and Perloff was just talking about the stats. You know, you're talking about stats from a, a, a league that would say 17 games doesn't matter. It's the same league that doesn't believe CTE is a problem. So I don't know how much I would trust the NFL. As a, as they have their interests to protect, right? We all know that. Yeah, yeah. As somebody who's played football from fifth grade through my junior year in college and, and, and had knee injury and had to stop, and, you know, when you're talking about fans don't care, I care. I think as a player and somebody who knows the, the, the injuries that happen, I mean, there's injuries on every play. Every one of those plays is violent. It's, it's amazing we don't see more things like what happened the other night. But I think 17 games is way too many for, for these, these guys to be playing every year, especially with the violence that's uh, happening on, on the field. And, you know, a side note, it's been beautiful to watch everyone donate to uh, DeMar Hamlin's uh, charity organization. I think it's up to $4 million. I believe his contract is 3.6 over four years. So the guy, you know, the NFL is making all this money with extending the season and, and all the things they do. But this young man, is, did, you know, he's not even paid a, a fair wage, in my opinion, for what he may have put on the line last night. Um, I hope that we continue to have football because I love football. I hope they continue to make it safer at every turn that they can. 
But I also think that there's got to be a fine line between, you know, making money and putting a product out there that's safe for the players because they're the ones that are, are suffering the most in CTE. Um, you know, a lot of them have Lou Gehrig's disease and whether that's related. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an emotional moment in NFL history right now for everyone. And I don't really care what the, what the um, playoffs have to, to say, what, how, what's going to unfold in the next few days. I just care about this guy, and I hope he's okay and that he's able to live a normal life. As a Steeler fan, we've been through this with Shazier, and it's, uh, it's part of the game. Thanks, thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. Appreciate that. And I just took a look here uh, as Sam was talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin's foundation. It's called the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive that he would do uh, during the holiday season where the goal was to raise $2,500, right, which is a, not an insignificant amount of money. And it gave out toys to people in McKees Rock, which is where he's from in Pittsburgh. It is now up to $4.8 wow. million. Dollars. Wow. And 4. I saw the donations coming in, not just all over the world, donations are yeah. coming in. Well, um, because the more you learn about what an incredible man this guy was, a young man, 24 years old, the more you learn about it, the more you realize there was so much beyond just him being a football player. Yeah. You know, the idea that, and I, I told this story before, but I think it's worth repeating and reading it in, in Ty Dunn's profile of him, you know, Grew up in a really difficult neighborhood under bad circumstances. Mom was 16 when she had him. Uh, father was 17. When he's 12 years old, the father goes to prison for three and a half years on an intent to sell drug charge. He gets out. It's a very difficult time in their lives. They rekindle their relationship, uh, the father and son. The mother and the father end up having a second child, a, a brother for Damar, where DeMar wanted to be in this young man, the, the brother's life, every day. So he turned down, he had 48 scholarship offers. He turned down Ohio State. He turned down Penn State. He turned down Clemson. He turned down Notre Dame because he wanted to go to the University of Pittsburgh so he could be in his brother's life every single day. Mm. If, if no one ever talks about another stat that he does or ever plays again, he's already proven the kind of person that he is with, a, with living his life in that way. Where he said he always felt like, you know, because his father went away to prison in that very crucial time in someone's life when you're 12 years old, you really need role models. He didn't have one and wanted to be there for his brother and then for the rest of the disenfranchised children, McKee's Rock, who it's incredible learning about his story and him as a person. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he wakes up soon and is able to. I hope he gets to decide how to spend that four million. Wouldn't that be the best yeah. case scenario to actually get to see him? spread that wealth around his community, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I hope so. And you know what? We talked to Dr. Brian McDonough earlier in the show. And again, you can listen to it on the Maggie and Perloff podcast. It's really good. But he said, you know, the idea that it takes like 24 to 36 hours yeah. before people who work in these trauma centers and ICUs to like maybe even make a move to try to see whether he could maybe breathe on his own or whatever's going on. We're obviously speculating here. So we might not know for a while about what's going to go on. And I think it was really smart of the NFL to come out a couple hours ago and just say, you're not getting any news about this game this week. So don't keep everyone waiting or waiting for that. Whatever happens with this game, which I think is very low down the list now on priorities, quite frankly, but it's not going to happen this week. So, like, don't Absolutely. even try. I think that was a smart move. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be hard for 
all the teams to actually be ready for this weekend's action. Reading a lot of reports from team beat reporters who are saying that players at every team are struggling trying to figure out all this, and everybody is shooken around the league. Yeah. Let's go to Eric. He's in Portland. Hi, Eric. How are you? Uh, good. How are you guys? I hope you're doing well. Um, Thank you. Just a couple, a couple quick things. First of all, I have no doubt that he's going to be uh, make a full recovery. Um, medical teams were there right away. They kept the oxygen going to his brain. If he had a heart attack, blah blah blah. This guy's going to be is going to be fine. He's going to make a full recovery. I have no doubt. We in my hope mind. so. Second, we hope so. Second, um, I think that you know people forget that rules changes work. And I think something uh, that this can be addressed with rule changes for, and I'm going to throw this one out here. I'm sure it's got flaws. But let's say if they change the game to, uh, say, uh, um, oh, uh, man defense, anything beyond 5, 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, it's going to be a man defense, a uh, man-to-man defense. Right. So that some guy uh, can't, say, get a 20-yard running start to uh, go ahead and, and uh, create a collision. And it could actually make the game quite interesting um, because here we have a safety. Uh, we had a, uh, a receiver, et cetera, et cetera, I believe. And so, you know, and, and something like that can absolutely reduce the uh, collision, the force of the collision by cutting down on the ability of players to get these running starts or to, uh, mm. you know, create these, these horrific collisions. And if we're talking about a guy that then gets out beyond the line of scrimmage by 10, 20, 30 yards, and it's going to be one, one or two guys chasing from behind, a lot less likely that there's going to be an, a, a, a horrific collision. Yeah, but, but Eric, by the way, you, yes. can't, you can't do that in today's NFL because you can't, you can't really play much man because then you can't see the quarterback scrambling. So people are not well, playing a ton of man right now for that very that, reason. That's, that's why I'm saying that, you know, it could – and it's not necessarily that particular suggestion. It's got flaws. But what I'm saying is that, you know, rules changes work and there might be some very interesting alternatives gotcha. to, uh, yeah. to what's maybe going everything kind of gets maybe everything sort of gets put on the table now, Eric. And thank you so much for the call and outside the box thinking there. Maybe maybe everything does kind of get reevaluated and reassessed after this. Yeah, I mean, famously, the beginning part of the 20th century, they I think it was Walter Camp invented the forward pass in part because so many people were dying playing the early version of the sport. So, yeah, rule changes are great. And there have been many rule changes for safety. All that stuff about cut blocks and uh, obviously the helmet-to-helmet hits and, and targeting and everything is, you're right. No, the, I think to what Peter King was saying earlier, just nothing's going to be perfect. We have to realize that as football fans. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Again, thanks for bearing with us. It's been a tough day talking a lot about DeMar Hamlin, waiting for updates from Cincinnati where he's still in the hospital. Uh, hopefully good news soon. Really interesting, Maggie. Uh, the NFL, every team has changed their Twitter handle to number three, Bills. And I'm reading more and more reports about players around the league are, are really shooken by this and really focused on this. Uh, I think it was Ryan Clark who had the tweet saying the next play of football is going to be one of the most nerve-wracking plays of football. It's going to be weird Sunday afternoon, one o'clock, or actually, yeah, Sunday afternoon, no, Saturday. Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon yeah. to see football again. It's going to be on all of our minds. It's going to be nerve-wracking. I felt the same way after Tua, you know, yeah. when when Tua first got, you know, staggering around on the field, actually playing against the Bills, and then goes to Cincinnati, ironically, and gets knocked out of the game there and has to go to the hospital. I mean, it was like, okay, we're just going to pick back up and do this again. Yeah. You got that kind of feeling like, uh, and let alone that's us on the outside. I can't even imagine the players who I know are good at compartmentalizing, but last night they weren't, you know, they, they, they couldn't hide it last night as you're seeing a teammate or even an opponent getting worked on uh CPR defibrillator, you know, all the things they were doing, the first responders to the EMTs to save his life. Y- you can't come back from that. And, and I just wonder, like, there's no timetable on when you, do snap out of that, right? Like, yeah. I, I wonder if even next week, I, I just wonder what the mental state is going to be like for, well, I think about the Bills players first because they're just so close to this. Yeah. But as you've seen how this is spread around the league, I mean, what's the mental state of, of any of the players yeah. after watching this? Yeah, and I mean, not that it matters, but it does make it sound like, wow, are the Bills going to be able to get their season back on track? It has to cross your mind. I mean... I, th- I think they will, but there's a good chance, are, you know, is everybody going to be all in? And I don't say that with any criticism of anyone who's not all in, by the way. No, no, no. I mean, it'd just be human nature. Let's go back to the phones at 855-212-4CBS. Ryan is in Sacramento. Ryan, you had a similar situation in college. Is that right? Yeah. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. How are you? 
Doing well. Um, yeah, first off, prayers for Damar and, you know, his family. But um, prayers to everybody that was affected by that last night as well. Um, we had somebody take two dribbles and fall backwards the exact same way uh, that Damar did. And um, it immediately brought back the thoughts and the memories of exactly that, the CPR, um, the defibrillator hearing ribs crack, that, that's something that's beyond sports. And the guy that fell, uh, we were actually doing an event at our rec center uh, where we would go once a year, basically, and he was a student, and we didn't know him. And we still stay in touch with his family to this day. So to see somebody that age doing something you love, it just transcends sports. It's so much more. It's life. That's something you can't get out of your head. So I don't know how these guys are going to be able to go back because that's a very, very disturbing thing to see, and it sticks with you your entire life. Man, Brian, well, we're sorry that you had to go through that, but I appreciate you sharing that story, and thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, the the mental toll of this, I mean, first physical with DeMar Hamlin, that's first and foremost, and he's in the best place and getting the best care, and we're all hoping for – a really positive outcome here. But then the second part is the mental part. And, you know, we, we're better, I think, as like a society as about talking about the mental aspect of things and treating that with a lot more care, Perloff, than we did even going back five, 10 years ago. Yeah, I have vague memories of the year Hank Gathers died for Loyola Marymount. And, of course, uh, Bo Kimball turned it into sort of a inspiration, shot left-handed from the free throw line and it was an incredible moment. Uh, and I watched recently, I think it was a 30 for 30 on Hank Gathers and the video of him him passing is, yeah. it, there's nothing, uh, this just seeing it on TV, the clips, there's nothing, you can never forget it. Uh, that was a really interesting point by Ryan, just the visceral part of being there too. Yeah, that, that made me, when he said that, it made me realize, wow, this is going to be really tough for the Bills. And I think the Bengals, but more so the Bills. Absolutely. Um, how about Keith, who is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? Hello, Keith. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Huge you got it. I grew up outside of Buffalo. Um, and listen to everything. It's just heartbreaking what had happened to uh, last night. And when I hear everyone in sports talk and they're talking about, you know, taking back games and all that, won't take back the tragic injury that had happened to them. And yep. there's a lot of safety things and there's a lot of jobs out there that we do that bad things happen and it's just heartbreaking. But we shouldn't minimize it by saying that another game, taking away a game would have stopped what happened. And that's all. Just wanted to share that. You know, Keith, it's a, it's a good point And thank you so much for making it, which is, and I, I think this is what, well, I'll speak for myself. Like, there's a instinct when something like this happens, even though we realize that it could be flukish and we realize that maybe nothing could have been done differently to save uh, to save this from happening to DeMar Hamlin, but we want to try to fix it. You know, it's like, is there a fix? Is there something we're just not seeing? Was there some way this could have been prevented? I think it's like a human yeah. reaction, which is, how can we make sure this never happens again? And to Keith's point, and Peter King brought this up earlier, there just might not be a way. And that's what every person has to kind of reconcile with themselves. Like, do, you know, um, 
how do I feel watching the game and how do I feel about supporting this? And, and that's everyone's individual choice. Absolutely. Uh, it's a really good way of putting it. Uh, there, what, there is no fix. This was right. a once, hopefully a once in 20 years kind of injury in the NFL level. Although, uh, Dr. Brian McDonough pointed out, this does happen at the youth level too. The only fix that I think you could add to that is, uh, forget the NFL because they have everything. Make sure that you have the proper health and safety equipment near sporting fields. That That's sort of been yeah. my takeaway from today because God yeah. forbid this would happen at an amateur level as well and not have that kind of treatment. It, it's really kind of scary. Yeah. And someone who knows how to use it right in the proper way. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Mike. He's in California. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey guys. How's it going today? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I just, I want to point something out. I know this is probably a little long winded, but as someone who is, put my family members and friends through an experience, you know, a freak accident that almost takes your life and watching your family have to endure watching you go through that and get bring brought, you know, brought back or kept from the verge of it as well as also being somebody from my time in the military, having witnessed friends go through the process of almost dying or actually dying and watching the effects of them trying to bring them back. I hope that the NFL and these teams are taking the time to remember that, all the players are on the field last night, watched their friend die, watched their friend go through everything it took to bring them back to life. And those kind of scars aren't something that's going to go easy. So I really hope the team and the NFL and the ownership and everybody also keeps those guys in your prayers as well, because while Hamlin's having to recover, they're having to recover too. And some of those, some of those guys might not ever be able to play the game the same after going through that. You know, Mike, it's an excellent point. Thank you for sharing that story. It's personal, and we appreciate you sharing that with us. I, I, you know, this is where you say it over and over again, but this is where we really, really mean it, which is the game doesn't matter anymore. I really mean that. A, a Bills fan, even if I wasn't, it doesn't matter. The, the game is so out of my, like, you know, thought and hearing what Mike is talking about and someone who's been through something like this, you know, I, I, the season has taken on a whole different tenor too, you know, because you got to think about obviously DeMar and his family, but then also his extended football family, and they've got to be put first here. Like, yeah. what if they said they don't want to play the rest of the season? You'd have to respect that because of what they all just went through. Yeah, no, absolutely great point. Also, I had the thought that maybe uh, – pr- uh, post-traumatic stress counselors uh, could come in and help the team. I think that's a good idea after Mike, what he was saying that you got to remember that people are going to have a lot of feelings about this. I think what, it's funny what you're saying, Maggie, not to make light of this at all, but maybe somebody on this show could take a meaningless week four game a little less seriously. <laughs> <laughs> this is for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> yes. That, yeah, that maybe, uh, you, maybe you were, maybe- a good lesson for me in this one, Perloff? Is that what you're exactly. saying? I've never seen you let go of the results of a Bills game, and I've actually been asking you to let go of the results of Bills game. Like that loss to the Jets, I'm like, that was... No, it was actually the loss to the Dolphins. I'm like, it was a 1,000 yeah. degrees. That meant nothing. You're like, they all mean something. And the tr- <laughs> the, the I know, maybe is, I should dial it back a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean- yeah, yeah, maybe this was a, a little <laughs> lesson. No, of course, I mean, no, I, I don't mean that. You always have, have done a great job of seeing the humanity in the players. It's, you've never disassociated that, but it is a good point that maybe maybe you should let go a little bit. It's easy to get wrapped up, you know? Yeah, you get no, caught I, up in that's it. Why and... we're, that's why we're in this industry, Maggie, because we I love know. sports. We love the we're competition. The people yeah. We're the people who couldn't let it go. Yeah, yeah. and 
we just, just decided to make a living doing it. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe there's a little um, message for me. For yeah, me too. I'm the person. And, that, and, and the diehard people like me. In fourth grade, I wrote a letter to then Commissioner Peter Rozelle that the Cowboys were doing too much pass interference on the Eagles. In fourth grade. <laughs> By the way, I didn't have NFL Game Pass. I couldn't rewind and see what Everson Wallace was doing. I, just, <laughs> I was going off the TV copy and I was eight. <laughs> and I said, Dear Commissioner, what is going on? What do you on think here? he this did? Is clearly holding. What do you think he did when he got that letter, Pete Rizel? Do you think he know. did somebody? Do you think they they ripped it up? Do you think they burned even, it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it never actually got to New York. I don't remember if I had my parents mail it or if I even mailed it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so being too intense a sports fan, that is something that uh, I do share in common with you. And I understand what you're saying. Yes, it, it's last night put everything into perspective. You could still be a totally intense sports fan. Uh, but I think, yeah, it it does feel the rest of the season, particularly Maggie. I'm curious how you're going to feel in a month when the Bills are in the playoffs. Uh, if it's going to be a little different, I think you take the I think you take the the cue from the team. Yep, is the only thing you can do because watching them all the crying and, and seeing the players being so visibly upset beyond what we're normally used to seeing. And I'll use air quotes normal. You know, every of these these injuries can be devastating. But yesterday was different, and I, I think you take your cue. You have to take your cue from the team, and whatever they want to do, we got to respect it. Let's go to Kareem. He's in Sacramento. Kareem, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. What do you have on this Demar yeah, Hamlin so, topic? Um, you know, I, I can go uh, several different ways with my comments, and you know, I know it, it probably won't be uh, popular, but I, I just have to say this, you know, I think the NFL and, you know, boring last night, how they handled it. A lot of people, you know, was tight about whether they should have immediately called the game or did, it, uh, something differently with, you know, the comments that was made about them saying a five minute break and just things of, of that nature. But, you know, you have to understand, like, you know, the NFL, I think they have to have a responsibility of being more in tune with, you know, their players. I mean, you know, you take mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, you know, Sean Taylor lost his life, you know, violently over 10 years ago. And, you know, they had plenty of time to honor this man in the right way. And they go put up a store mannequin, you know, to replicate him. Like, you know, that right there, you know, gave me the impression that the NFL don't really care about the past players or the current players. And you guys talked about in the last segment about, you know, DeMar, uh, you know, Hamlin and, you know, prayers to him and his family. Hopefully he does have 100% recovery. But, you know, we all identify with the superstars, the Aaron Rodgers and, you know, uh, uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes. And, you know, these guys wear, wear helmets and, and they're just identified with the number and the names on their back. But, you know, all these guys have a story, especially the ones that are, you know, uh African-Americans, they come from, you know, humble uh, beginnings and, you know, their dream is to get to the NFL and they make it. We talk about him being the sixth-round pick and starting yep. for a team that has, a you know, a chance to be in the Super Bowl. So, you know, all these players have some type of story that we can relate to as fans and some of you guys can relate to as well. So I just think that the NFL needs to take heed to what happened last night. It's, it's, um, uh, and kudos to the, to the uh, paramedics and was able to get there to them like they did, but, you know, you have to pay more attention to, you know, what they put on the line. Yeah, this yeah. is un unprecedented, 
of what happened with him last night. But, yeah, this could have happened before with uh, several players. We talk about CTE and all the past players that suffered from there, Junior Seau and, you know, people of that nature. So, you know, for me, like I said, I pray that he has a full recovery, but I think the NFL need to really open their eyes and understand that these guys are human beings and the owners, you got, you know, all this money. You know, I look at even the combine, you know, it's like, you know, old school slavery days. You put a, a number on these guys and they have them jumping through hoops and doing all this, to, you, you know, type of things like you auctioning them off like they did three, four hundred years ago. So, like I said, my comments may not be popular, but that's just my, you know, two cents. I thank you guys for the time, blessings, and happy yeah. new year. Kareem, thanks. And he covered a lot of ground there. Um... One thing I'll say, the Sean Taylor Washington thing, I, I think yeah. the Washington commanders are an entity unto themselves. I, I don't think all the, that necessarily represented the whole league. That was just one little point. I, I think he had some really good points. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think, listen, the NFL has room to improve. There's just no argument about that. Absolutely. All right, back on Maggie and Perloff. So, all right, I'm just going to go there, Maggie, because there are a couple things you've said in the last 10 minutes that I've completely disagreed with off the air, and I think we need to <laughs> air these in public. Okay. Let's start with J.J. Watt retired while we were away on Christmas break. Yep. Go ahead. Say it. Say the, say the take. So. <laughs> say it. I said, I said, I think TJ's going to be better is what I said. And that, this is just you and I talking off the air. J.J. Watt had an unbelievable career. He's in, He's incredible. Been lucky enough to interview him a couple times. Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, along with Jose Altuve one year for what they did in Houston. J.J. Watt's career is amazing. He was incredible. I think T.J. is going to end up being better, though, when all said and done. If he can stay healthy, you don't think T.J. Watt's going to win three Defensive Players of the Year? You don't nope. see how him coming back totally changed the Pittsburgh Steelers' entire season? No, I don't see how he's going to win three Defensive Players of the Year. He's in the mix with all these other guys now. Uh, J.J. Watt won three out of four. He didn't win three in a row. Luke Keekley snuck in there for one. Oh, right. No, I, got, I had that wrong, too. No, I don't. I think he, he, the thing about J.J. Watt is he was just so different because he was on the interior of the line, then he moved to the sideline. And if he didn't get to the quarterback, he took one step back and played volleyball yeah. and batted every pass. The guy dominated every single play. And I would argue T.J. Watt is probably not quite mm, this is tough. I He's a little bit behind Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa, I think. I, I think Nick Bosa is the best. I think Nick Bosa blows up run plays in a way that TJ Watt doesn't. And I think Miles Garrett is right there too. So I don't okay, see. But, yeah. Okay. But I, I'll agree with you that I think Nick Bosa is having the best season and probably is the best, but he's someone who has to stay healthy also. Garrett's having an unbelievable season. But I'm not asking you if he's the best right this second. I'm asking, I'm telling you, I think when all, both careers are done, I could see TJ having a better career. I think the in terms of like, tackles per game and like you know the sacks that he's on pace for he's gonna get more if he keeps going on this trajectory than jj yeah if but we JJ, just go by the numbers yeah but jj was much more than that though because again he he was not just a defensive end pass rusher guy he was a blow up the entire line from the middle guy too yeah no listen you, you listen it's They're not that far from guys. right but jj watt was he's aaron donald in his prime he and tj watt is great but he was a singular force in the NFL. I, I, and also he's the original Watt. What is it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so does the, that count for anything? You have to give the deference because he was the first one. Yeah, you definitely have to give it, give it to him. The other but take. What, yeah, yeah. What I always thought was actually the second one, or the when it's brothers, or I guess even sisters, who are really 
all great athletes, the younger one ends up being the best one because they've gotten beaten up by the older two. <laughs> so right? that's why Serena's like, think, better than Venus? Yeah, right. I think Gronk is like somewhere in the middle. They have five boys, right? I think yeah. he might be in the middle a little bit, but it was always the younger one was getting, you know, was getting tortured by the older brothers and sisters. Okay. The other topic was I was blown away by Donovan Mitchell's 71 points because yeah. I'm a longtime Cleveland Cavaliers fan. You might not have known <laughs> yes. that until uh, yeah. uh, a long time As of this yesterday. Year. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think 71 is the achievement of the NBA season so far. What, uh, what do you think rivals it? Okay, so when again, when we were away on break, basically the same day that J.J. Watt retired, that night, I believe, Luka had a 60-21-10 triple-double. Yep. So? In a comeback overtime win against the Knicks. Oh, I, God. That makes it even less significant. <laughs> oh, come on. Knicks are playing well. But I, I think... I, listen, I'm not going to say it's better than the 71. The 71 is amazing. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is incredible. Massive Mets fan, by the way. Dad works for the team. But that's an aside that just makes him a cool person. I I, I think the triple-double, though, I don't oh, know. Come on. Too, triple too close are, to call. Triple-doubles are done. No, it's not too close to call. It's 71. How triple, about this? Yeah. Russ Westbrook killed the triple-double. <laughs> Nobody cares. I don't want to hear the triple-double stat. It's the dumbest stat in the history of the world. And, and the other thing is, Luca. Okay, I don't care what Luca does. It's boring, Maggie. How many times is Not. he going to back to, oh, it's the most boring below-the-rim basketball I've seen since the pickup court on East 68th Street where these old guys would dominate. <laughs> There's nothing yeah, the exciting YMCA. about it. No, Perloff, just because it's not Vince Carter, your all-time favorite player, doesn't mean it's not exciting. Can I give you something I saw from Mike Vakernov, who uh, is a great NBA writer for The Athletic? This is a tweet. This has been the NBA in the last month. This is just the last month. Nine players scoring 50-plus in a game. Yep. Luka drops to 60-21-10. Donovan Mitchell scores 71 with 11 assists. Giannis has back-to-back 40-20 games. That's in. Jokic had a 40-27-10 plus five other triple-doubles, and there have been 22 triple-doubles in all. That's in a month. Yeah, the triple-double stuff is, is nonsense. It's gobbledygook. It's like batting average in baseball. I don't even want to hear it anymore. <laughs> It means nothing. Russell Westbrook <laughs> won the MVP because the NBA media, and at the time I railed against it, is so dumb. They're not even looking at even the slightest <laughs> advanced stats and how they thought Russell Westbrook was so good. That's just usage. It's all just they have the ball in their hands all the time. I don't want my leading scorer to have 14 assists a game, too, because that means that the ball's not moving at all. It's all in Luka's hand. This is never a formula for success. Basically, pass, move the ball. Get it out of Luka's hands. You're never going to go anywhere, Dallas, if he has to create every single point. Well, you're right about that. I imagine they're going to have to do something at the deadline to try to help him get someone yeah, else. It's not. It's called pass the ball earlier. You don't find Luka's <laughs> game a little, I don't know, not aesthetically pleasing, backing okay, down so the... little guys and hitting a bank shot? Same thing I said about James Harden when he was in Houston. Ugh. Are they aren't they asking him to play this way? Because you've seen now with the 76ers with James Harden and a little bit with the Nets before things went totally off the rails. If you actually want him to be a pass first, if you actually want him to be the facilitator, he can do that. But what are you asking him to do in Houston was to jack up 33s a game. So well, I think it's he, like he, he led the league in assists once at, in Houston too. He, he okay, but he, there's there's more to his game than just jacking up threes. I just think that's what Mike D'Antoni wanted. That was what his responsibility was in the offense there. 
And I think that's what's going on with Luca. Like they need these 50 point games for him or else they're losing. You know, I think Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors coach, said the key to winning basketball games is you have 300 passes in a game. There's just no way the Mavericks are getting anywhere near that number. They're just not moving the ball the right way. So I don't think it lasts long term. I think at some point, Luca's got to give it up more and move the ball. I just, I'm, well, I don't like, know. Like, no offense then to Spencer Dinwiddie and Reggie Bullock. And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe other guys have to start being well, more how, consistent. What? Well, how can they be consistent when they're just watching Luca? That's something for them to find out. I do think they're going to make a move at the deadline, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's I don't funny. know if it's going to work. We some NBA. I like our disagreement, though. We genuinely disagreed on two things there. Now I'm going to watch watch TJ Watt win Defensive Player of the Year next year, the year after, the year after that. <laughs> he's got to get to four so before good. I'm giving up. He's got to get to four, Maggie, before I'm giving up on this argument. I think he can get there. He's so he's he's he. I think he changed the Steelers' season. They of were course. woe be gone, but and then he, he came back, and it's like now they could make the playoffs, maybe. But is he any different than Micah Parsons, one of the Bosa brothers, Miles Garrett? There's a lot of these guys. JJ Watt wow. was a singular force. He he was. It was an excellent career. Uh, thank you so much, Sue Kovacs. Thank you to Pat Boyle. Thank you so much to Dr. Brian McDonough, to Peter King. You can download the Maggie and Perloff podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you tomorrow, hopefully with some great news on Damar Hamlin. We're hoping, we're praying. We'll see you tomorrow. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.